You want to tell me what happened down there? I was a project leader at Crystal Lake Research. The subject was Jason Voorhees. We executed him for the first time in 2008. We tried everything. Electrocution, gas, firing squad. Nothing worked. Finally, it was decided that if we couldn't terminate him, we could at least contain him. Cryogenic stasis. Freeze him till we could figure out what to do. But unfortunately, some people who were too smart for their own good felt that a creature that couldn't be killed was simply too valuable to just file away. Impossible! He's dead! I'd say he got better. He's been modified. Oh, you think? Who cares? Who gives a shit? Welcome to The Last Theater on the Left. My name is Chris. And my name is Joey. And welcome to part 10, tonight 10, of the Friday the 13th Marathon on The Last Theater on the Left, which you can find on cnjradio.com. We have left... Crystal Lake, we have left New York, we have left hell, we are in outer space, we've left the entire planet Earth, and we're headed to Earth 2, because this <laughs> is Jason X. Hey, uh, you want a beer? Uh, <laughs> I want some pot. One after that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just wish Butthead could have come in and right. like, hey baby, <laughs> I got a beer. <laughs> right. Okay, sorry, I'm skipping way ahead. Yeah. My favorite part of the movie. By the way, that's a it's a flash forward. Okay, let's start with where is Crystal Lake facilities, Chris? Crystal Lake Research Center. That's where the movie starts. I thought it started in hell because they started because the last one was Jason yeah. goes to hell. Yes, and then this one is he was in his own personal hell. I guess. I guess that's what they were alluding to. I guess because because yeah. you had said that New Line wanted to jump forward in time. Because the way that Jason Goes to Hell ended with the Freddy glove pulling the mask into hell, uh, presumably, yeah. they didn't want to mess with anything in between that and the hopeful nature it was, it, it was of the happening Freddy at that, Jason. Was it happening? It was happening at that okay. point, yeah, for sure. They didn't want to get in between, so they went to the future. They're like, oh, well, we can just say the whatever thing, and it doesn't matter what we do, and this <laughs> is, isn't going to affect anything. Isn't that a fight spoiler, though? Yeah. <laughs> like, is it, doesn't that mean by just right. just by the right, fact that, J- yeah. that Jason is still exists in the future, yeah, he didn't that means lose. he wins the duel, yeah. or yeah, at least it was a push. But the opening credit sequence, like we've talked about since they've moved to New Line, the opening credit sequence, well, actually, since... Um, since 8 to New York. It hasn't been the traditional Friday the 13th opening credit sequence. And yeah. this one, it was all this fire and brimstone and stuff. I thought it was, I was like, oh, they're actually trying to connect this to Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. But then they go around, it's all CGI, and they go around and you then you see doctors. And you're like, what? And it pulls yeah. out and it's actually, we're inside Jason's head and all the fire and lava and whatever is in his head. Yeah. And he's getting worked on or something. So, Well, first of all, the mask is different. The mask, yeah, it's very different. It's got some weird, like, nose protrusion on it. It just, it's completely different. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess even in the opening sequence, it takes place in the near future yeah, we're, at that we're, time. We're guessing about 2000, 2010-ish. Yeah. And later on, this, 
God, there's so much. There, there's there's a there's a few layers to get through because I want to talk about some things. But <laughs> like I said, if you haven't seen this movie, please just be up yeah. to speed and have watched this movie. So I'm going to ask some questions. This isn't a terribly layered movie, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you have to go through a few hallways, <laughs> right. just like the infinite hallways they have on that ship, right? Which is bigger than a city, apparently, because it can destroy a city with just a little scrape. I guess, yeah. But even though it's only crewed with like six people plus six soldiers, and yeah, yeah but it's yeah. like bigger than two cities together <laughs> yeah why would you just live there like right. don't live on this crappy city that you could just you know crash a, right. a ship into and a whole goddamn thing oh, blows explode, up yeah. so the lone survivor of earth well she barely survived yeah the, the one that gets killed by jason at the beginning uh after. well she, <laughs> she got stabbed she got yeah she got stabbed and not killed although if she had if she had lived right the cool thing is, if she had lived and not cryo-frozen right, with Jason in the same room, basically, then she would have died. So that's that's a cool little irony, I guess, or sure. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, sure. So she talks about, with, with, the, with the main guy, the main doctor on the ship, the guy steering everything. Oh, Professor Lowe? Thank you. Professor, yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's just a glorified teacher, basically. Right. So, who happens to also be a carny at heart. <laughs> so, yeah, so we we tried firing squads. We tried electrocution, electrocution so like drowning, maybe something. Yeah. So they put all our friend Jason here through every type of torture and and death and what have you, only to come to the conclusion that hey, he can't be killed. Right. Let's research the guy. Right. Because that makes sense, you know. Like, I know that the army wants to have that weapon. You know it's going to be militarized. Yeah, that's the of course. That's, always, that's, that's all the things in these movies. It's always the military needs it for military things. Yeah. Like how it took ten movies for the military to get involved right. with this. You yeah. know, like, no, 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 no. Even though apparently, like we said, everybody knew about Jason everywhere <laughs> yeah. in the previous movies. Not only did they know about him in all the other movies, but they knew about him in space yeah. 400 <laughs> right. years into the future. On a separate planet. <laughs> because, because here's the thing, not that the crew really are hip right. to him, yeah. but the the mentor that Professor Lowe's talking to on the uh, the video phone there. Sure, the guy that's he's in like, bed or something? Yeah. You mean Jason Voorhees? (laughs) That guy? Really? Yeah. Like, come on. (laughs) Like, who knows where he would have fallen in the annals of history had he been a real thing. Right. Charles Manson, I guess. He's up there. So I guess he's like, you got Charles Manson on board? Is that the same one? (laughs) Like, that's the way way. he reacted to it. Like, I know all about him. (laughs) But I mean, you have to consider, Jason is... And they, they all knew about his regenerative properties, so he's <laughs> a super being, basically. So I think people would know about him, even right. into the future. So, But you have to... Come on, Joey. This is Jason X. This <laughs> movie face. is stupid, and they know that it's stupid. Okay. And they right. approach it saying, not here's your stupid entertainment, but here's this goofy thing that we're all joking about together. Okay. So I think that's, the, that's, that's really the only way to approach yeah. this movie, because... Yeah. If you wanted to rip it apart, we could. Yeah, I know. I know. And I'm, I'm really not good. I'm just no. having fun here. Yeah, of course. And that's the thing. Like, it is ridiculous, and it's fun to talk about the ridiculousness of it. But it's like we're all in on the joke. But also yeah. in this movie, we were talking about not all the jokes hit so much, and it's not a terribly well-made movie either. Is, so now, is it, you think this movie and this script? And, and I know it's like 2001 when this comes out. Yeah. Is it 01 or 02, something like that. 
do you think do you, do you see the Joss Whedon influence already kicking into mainstream sci-fi and horror culture because uh, they have so Kevin Williamson also yeah. is a, obviously a big factor here so let's put it with both of those guys like you, you can hear the influence that those two modern success stories yeah. have for the genre it's in this script sure it's a you super know. self-aware movie and there this is you have to consider this is like you said 2001 and the slasher genre had run its course by this time i think it was again again yeah because the 90s was i would say like early to mid 90s was the era where it was the ridiculous stupid slashers coming out ice cream man the dentist uh, gingerbread man it was all like, straight to video all Do- of those things. dr giggles dr giggles all those things that they're fun they're really fun yeah but they're all dumb they're really really dumb and yeah. that's all they're that's all they are they're just yeah. fun stupid movies and that's what this is this movie feels like a 90s like a mid 90s sci-fi movie it doesn't feel like 2000 something movie yeah it's even sci-fi channel actors too yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's so it it looks super cheap. I don't know what the budget was on this one. But. I mean, at least it looks better than some of the other ones. Like it's a nine, look like a like a television movie. Yeah, but know? there's I think there's a difference because there was a lot of CGI and stuff in this movie, and yeah. it looked real campy. Yeah, oh well, yeah. But for if sure. you look at something like Jason Goes to Hell, yeah, it looks cheap, but it's mostly practical and it's it's yeah. makeup effects and stuff. Sure. Whereas this one's a lot of. The nanobots and all the computer screens yeah, everywhere. Tons of CG. It's, the, the, it's the only one I think. Hundred percent of the kills are CG. Uh, yeah, real... probably. Yeah, and the the like even just the way that the movie is lit. It's that cartoony outer space lighting and mm. the framing and everything. You like you had said. There's a lot of connections to uh, Alien and Aliens in this movie. Yeah, because and it's it's super obvious. The director didn't hide it at all. Yeah. But, we have we have a we have a Whalen character yeah. or Waylander is his real name, but they call sure. him Whalen a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a Dallas. Yeah. And uh, oh, something got on board. Right. <laughs> Wackiness ensues. Yeah. And yeah, things like that. But it doesn't look like that because those movies were really dark, and they they in Alien more so than Aliens looked real, a little bit yeah. hyper real. Oh, completely. Like you can watch those movies. That's the thing, man. You watch those movies today, tomorrow, ten years from now, back then, what have you. Yeah. It has this classic, timeless look to yeah, it. Exactly. This movie, people are going to be able to watch it and go and, and judge it by the clothes, judge it by the acting, yeah. judge it by the way it's shot. This is two. This is early two thousands. They may say late nineties, early two thousands. They're not going to go outside that realm at all when they yeah. guess when this. You is can from. look at one frame of this movie, and that's kind of what we're saying. Like, yeah, the way it's lit with the different colored lights, and they're all kind of mm-hmm. staggered. It doesn't look real. It looks like a movie set the entire time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like all the space looks fake, and yeah, exactly. this is coming from a Red Dwarf fan, right? Red Dwarf fans, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, we we recognize and love cheapness, but yeah, yeah, like. There's something to be said about you're spending too much money on your cheapness. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, yeah. Oh, by the way, the other thing I want to say, I would have enjoyed this movie even more so, as fun as it is, yeah. with a little addition by subtraction, uh-huh. like oh. we talk about. And you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, certain character. Yeah. By the name of Janessa. Yeah. <laughs> Brought the whole thing down multiple times. Yeah. And... I made the joke, and I'm sorry if you're listening to this, but I have to say it. You know, within about, I think, 20 minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. she winds up sleeping with the professor to pass. Yeah. yeah. 
And I kind of joked, that's probably how she actually <laughs> probably got this role. Yeah, this is me sending all the hate mail to me. Yeah. But that's the way the performance comes off. Well, and just the, uh, the, the keep the, how did she last that long? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, that's not, the other thing. Like, I think she was supposed to be set up as like the anti-final girl because uh, the character of Rowan, who uh, Lexa Doig, I think her name yeah, is, yeah. Uh, she was obviously set up to be the final girl right from mm-hmm. the start. She was she was the main or the default main character because she was going to last the end, and we knew this. She's the one that got stabbed and frozen with Jason. Yeah, so you knew there was going to be that thing, and I feel and like she fills the, in all the backstory. Yeah, she's the conduit for the audience because she's from almost the same time period as the people watching so when there's all these new things there's science stuff she's always the one to ask the questions so that the person in the movie can explain to her which is explaining to us the yeah. audience and she she draws the exposition out of people because she doesn't know anything yeah and she she's pretty damn she's definitely ahead of the curve in, in the smarts department which yeah. you rarely get in movies like this so once again critics always talking about how sexist these movies are She's a pretty smart cookie. Plus, yeah. she knew from the get-go, she was smarter than all six white guys in the room. Right. Hey, this is a bad idea. Right. <laughs> How come I'm the only one that realizes yeah. this? And this is, this is a very pro-woman movie, I think, actually. So be, between that and even K, the KM character is one of the most positive characters you're going to find almost in any horror movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I would say so. And uh, But I just want to say, like, the Janessa character would be one that you could make the argument for the other side of that. Oh, well, yeah. Because she's a pretty... She has very loose morals, I'll say. Yeah. And But I think she was supposed to be set up to be that anti-Final Girl character. She was supposed to be the opposite of what Rowan was, and that was supposed to be the dynamic between those two characters. They never really... But they didn't really pay that off because yeah. they didn't... They didn't really come into contact all that much, yeah. Uh, or sorry, I should say conflict all that much. And I think, like you said, the performance just wasn't there. The, and I would say the lines just weren't there because I don't. There was a, a lot of. Mm, I wasn't that thrilled with the dialogue in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of cheese ball lines and, and that I mean, take you out of it. Like the thing, you're yeah. not supposed to ever be taken out of something. That's the thing. Like cheesy dialogue can work for stuff like this because it's supposed to be cheesy. Yeah. it's obvious. You look at the cover of the box. I mean, it's it's a cheesy movie. <laughs> yeah. But when the lines are like that bad and they're not delivered terribly well, yeah, th- that takes you out of the movie. The biggest sin you can commit in writing your script is to be the line. That if you're in a shitty theater where people are talking, yeah. that you're already putting the shitty lines that they're going to say to sound funny and smart in front right. of their friends. Yeah. And a prime example is the near death of Captain... Brodsky. Thank you. Captain Brodsky. He was like, he gets stabbed in the ribs with a with yeah. the machete. He goes, it's going to take a lot more than that to put this old dog down. And then another one goes through and goes... Well, I guess that was it. But that's yeah. the line that the shitty people in the theater are supposed to say. Yeah. And when that's in your movie, you've got a problem. Yeah. And that happened at, what, at least three or four times? Yeah. And then the rest of it fell on Janessa. Yeah. It's like, like we said, the movie is self-aware, but it's that kind of overt self-awareness that I don't really like that much. I think people do. We talked about, what, in part six, the, the references and the the don't leave home without it like yeah. you were talking people said that in the crowd yeah. they didn't say it in the movie still didn't work for me so much but i get it but this one takes it that step too far and if this writer and director had done part six that line would have been said in the movie i think that's yeah. the difference you know yeah so yeah it would have been on the radio in the volkswagen yeah they would have heard the commercial <laughs> or, yeah it'd be playing at the time and yeah, yeah see so yeah. i think that's the difference and that's where 
it, it doesn't work so much for that aspect of it. It's so it's if this movie had been shorter, I think it would have been okay. But I know it's not that long, but it's just it just goes on. You're like it's right. an hour and it's only ninety minutes. I know, Chris. and like I get it. <laughs> like just kind of. Can we get to the end? There's so <laughs> many characters in this too. Well, they got a, they they that military went just like they just they went fast. Well. There were like six of the military. It's guys totally were... aliens though, because it starts off with like 24 oh, military, yeah. gets down to four totally. within like 15 minutes. Yeah, it's exactly what they did. This is all they they just took it all from the playbook. Yeah, you know it so. was, and that's one of the thing I wanted to say about this movie. It felt like uh, so, especially when KM14, she's the android woman that's on board the ship because you have to have an android because it's the future yeah and she has to be like oh i'm not a real person she has the pinocchio thing where she wants to be a real person yeah and like you have to do in these movies because that's required and that's the thing this movie feels like they didn't do any well doesn't feel like it they didn't do any build-up for anything that happens in this movie (laughs) and i think the excuse if you were to ask the people that made it i think they would say well people have seen aliens They've seen Pinocchio. They've seen these other movies. We don't need to do any of that because it's been done over there. We're just going to put it on screen and they're going to automatically know what the backstory is because they've seen these other movies. Right. And that's what this movie was. It was kind of like in my head I was thinking these are these characters are all shorthand. They're just... They're built on walls of jokes. Yeah, and built on walls of things you've seen before because... <laughs> There's when so when KM14 comes out with the guns and the leather and everything, it's like oh I've seen Terminator too exactly. <laughs> I, so I don't need to explain it to you because you've yeah. already seen that movie. Yeah. And so the only thing that's missing is the score. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so stuff just happens, and you're like oh yeah. So this movie is all like oh yeah I remember that from this other thing I saw. That's cool. So it's just all references the entire movie. Yeah. Everything that happens is like a reference to something else. Yeah. Without being a a movie that can be full of references like let's say the first Scream movie. Yeah. Tons of references. That movie has has become a classic. Yeah. And rightfully so. Right. So that's where it works. But it's Maybe smart it's... because a movie like that actually has its own story and it builds the characters up properly. Yeah. Whereas in this one, the only character you really got to know was sort of was Rowan, but she was missing for large chunks of the movie. Sure. And yeah. you only feel like... A lot you... of chunks in this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you, the only, you only feel like you know her because you've seen her the longest. And I keep I keep referencing the KM character, but I gotta yeah. say, like, is, is it wrong that I felt more of an emotional connection to her than any almost anybody else in the film. I don't think it's wrong. I think any everybody watching this movie will have someone different they connect to because they're all built up the the lack of build up for each of them is the same. Gotcha. I think you kinda will just gravitate to whatever tropes you're most familiar with or whatever ones you are drawn to the most. And if you're drawn to those types of characters you're gonna be drawn to her because there's no other reason to look at anyone yeah. else. I also knew that like her dialogue was going to be spot on as far as like not saying anything completely asinine and dumb. There wasn't going to be any jokes there. Right. There was going to be just like, if I say something funny, it's because I don't know any other way to say it. Yeah. So by default, it's funny. Right. Thankfully, there's at least one person in this movie that did right. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why I liked the character so much. I liked her. I did like the Rowan character in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, like I said, she was there to fill everybody else in. Yeah. That wasn't us. <laughs> right. And she was the one that was like, okay, well, you're all really stupid, and this is a bad idea, but she couldn't do anything about it. So there was a little bit of that tension of, 
everyone else, it's that iron, that dramatic irony of she knows what's going on. The audience knows what's going mm. on. Again, she's the conduit, but in that situation, like, she knows that all these decisions that they're making are bad. When the military mm. people go out, everybody else is like, oh, they got it handled. She's the one that's like, nope, they're gonna die. We <laughs> need to start thinking of the next yes. move. It's, it's, it's the old adage of history. Yeah. You're doomed to repeat it. And she and was it, the it one. literally got repeated, what? two three times in this movie yeah yeah <laughs> and she was the one that also was like when everyone else was like oh we're gonna die we can't get out of here there's nothing we can do she was like well why don't we do this and that was the way to solve the movie <laughs> the yeah. one person that has been on the ship for yeah. less than a day yeah. figured it out yeah, that's the that's, best that's, that, again that's what happens in these movies <laughs> yeah so I like that you found Event Horizon in there, though. Yeah, because in Event Horizon, they had to like blow up part of the ship, like that long walkway in the ship. They had to detonate the charges to get away, yeah. or whatever. I don't remember exactly how it went down. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah. that was a good movie. Yeah, I like that movie. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it in like seven yeah. years. But that was the thing towards the end. They were like, oh, the ship's going to blow up or something because the hull breach and stuff is draining or whatever. It doesn't matter. Sure. They said science stuff and it meant everything's going to blow up yes. and then we're going to die. That's all that you needed to know. <laughs> and so she was like, oh, well, why don't we just blow up these walkways? I'm like, oh, I guess that'll work. Yeah, Let's I could that. do that. Yeah. You know, hey, and then it happens. did look like Event Horizon. I'm sure they drew it directly from it. Yeah. Because they went one. into the walkways and it looked the same to me, I remember. So, again, it's just... Yeah, the the, the guy that tapped to write this definitely went uh, took a trip to the video store that right. weekend. Alien, Aliens, Event Horizon. <laughs> I feel like you could probably... <laughs> and like, then a take... couple of Friday the 13th yeah. movies. <laughs> I feel like you could probably take... One of the earlier Friday the Thirteenth, and then take Alien, Aliens, Event Horizon, and maybe a few other movies, and cut scenes out of those and put them together and make this exact movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you of could do that. Of course, directly because the VR scene. Yeah, I mean, like you know, everybody's favorite Kane Hodder kill is redone. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's a problem or if I like it or if I admire it. You know, it's this movie is kind of weird for me because <laughs> yeah. I'd I watch it again. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't dislike it, but it's not my favorite. I don't even know if it's even anywhere near like midway. I mean, it's pretty far down there because yeah. it's not a good movie, but sure. it's a movie that I would watch again. I, I would be quicker to watch it than I would seven, eight, or nine. I think at this point, but that's probably because I've been through those now. I would watch and, seven before I watch this one again. Oh yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I might be with you on that. Yeah. But it's 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 close. Yeah. It's close. I do think that this movie set up things fairly well. I mean yeah. it was very obvious. So looking at um, so this is the analytical portion, the movie snob portion, as you dubbed it in one of our previous episodes. <laughs> Schrodinger's gun. Yeah. Where I try to like look at how the movie is put together and things and it does set up a lot of things. It sets up the 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 freezing water stuff, which it pays off right away or whatever that is. Yeah, that pays off right away. It pays Same off act. right away. Yeah. Um they set up the nanotechnology for later on. They set up the um the rebuilding of that kid's arm because that kid gets his arm chopped off like early yeah. in the movie. Yeah, they're like, yes. Yeah, because the, the initial reaction, you're yeah. like, what? Yeah. Yeah, put some ice on it. No big deal. Right, yeah. <laughs> Everybody was very, like, underwhelmed by him getting his arm chopped off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the third time this right. week. <laughs> and they set up the holodeck or like, the Star Trek holodeck <laughs> sure. early in the movie. Cause, uh, We're just going to keep referencing Next Generation, Red Dwarf, yeah. and Aliens. Yeah. 
So, I mean, for that, you know, the movie is structured pretty well. I think it's paced pretty well. I didn't I didn't necessarily get bored. I got kind of, I mean, I know I talked about wanting it to be over, but it was just because I was like, I get it. Like, I know what's going to happen because I've seen these movies before. But I think it was all right. I don't, I didn't really care for the editing in spots because there was, like in the fight between uh, KM-14 and Jason where she's basically just slaughtering him, I didn't really like how that was shot necessarily. There were scenes where it was very static and like, Hmm. it needs to be like moving. But even the character we talked about, Janessa, like her death, like what happened? (laughs) She she went through three grades of, there was a a whole breach. Yeah, so Jason is outside the ship or whatever and he reaches, he breaks through with his super strong hand and there's a, there's a hole probably I don't know maybe a maybe it's a the size foot of a big wide. donut <laughs> yeah and so apparently that means like all the wind and air in the entire ship is gonna come out of that tiny hole all at once right because it's the hole that's like you've seen all these things there's a hole breach everything flies towards it yeah and then a grate flies up against it and then Janessa has some stupid line that she says that we groaned as she said it she said this sucks on so many levels yeah, and I couldn't I couldn't agree on. more as far <laughs> the concerns her yeah and then she flies up and then we cut to the grate real quick and she's already out of it and there's just some little bits of like meat or blood or something yeah. it's like really small it's like yeah. if you're gonna set that up like i guess they either one they didn't have the budget to show that much gore because that would have been a lot of gore on sure that. or two they couldn't figure out how to realistically make that work so they just didn't show it they <laughs> just cut away <laughs> And that's that happened earlier because not even scene... a shot of sorry not even a shot of the other people that were trying to help her yeah like not even a reactionary shot where they went oh yeah. you know not even that like, we didn't even oh get that. she's being pulled through the gate oh, oh like not yeah. even the not like... any splatter not even like any blowback I guess yeah. the wind's going that yeah. way I guess that doesn't make sense but just you know I'm saying no reactionary like shot. the wet hot American summer scene where he's watching Victor on the boat he's like oh you're doing it you're saving the kids you're yeah yeah they didn't they didn't even do something like yeah, that yeah yeah but that happened earlier. <laughs> Earlier, like in the scene where the engineer is getting stalked, and then the soldiers come in and start blasting Jason. And you mentioned like there's these three soldiers blasting him with guns. We see him getting blasted with guns. We cut back to the reaction shot of the soldiers still looking at him as they're shooting. They stop shooting, turn back. The camera turns back to where he was, and he's gone. And he's just gone. He's this like lose? seven foot, really wide dude with no door behind him. As three people are looking at him, and he's gone. There's no trap door. There's there's no beaming up, yeah. like they said earlier. Yeah. And it literally, they shot up this guy's whole uh, station. Yeah. Two computer monitors, beakers, and all this yeah. other stuff. They shot everything but Jason. Right. They had him at point-blank range. Yeah. And they're all looking at it, but they don't be like, Oh, I saw him go this way, or yeah. I saw him go down, or... Yeah. It's just, it's oh, another thing. We neutralized it. Right. It's another thing it's where... It's Ghostbusters in yeah, the script. Nice. They couldn't figure out how to realistically make that work for Jason to get away, so they just decided not to show it. That's that's all that was, you know. So, he, he found the Metroid uh, suit somewhere on the right, ship, turned into a ball and, and rolled away. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. That's good stuff. So... I got nothing else after that. I've peaked. <laughs> So we've been talking about... Oh, yeah. I forgot. There's another movie reference. 
Hmm. When Jason is on the slab, we talked about, oh, he's like melting or like there's a heater on him or something. Because in the, er, so early in the movie, we've kind of danced around this entire movie, but it's cool. You've seen it before, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, so they pull him out of the cryogenic chamber or whatever, and they put him on the slab. And the doctor's looking at him and working on him, and she turns her back to him, and we see, like, things dropping off. It's like, oh, is he melting? It's like, no, he's like, well, the ice is melting. And it's like, this is Encino Man. That's what this is. He's on the slab, the ice melts away eventually, and then he sits up and he gets up. So, little clip of Encino Man in this movie, we're going to edit together from right. other movies yeah yeah you have to now yeah <laughs> the, the only thing that cracks in half is the slab later yeah exactly yeah so you just reminded me chris because okay. we were talking about this is another thing we were talking about while we were watching it is uh, he has the the showdown with km sure and she like just has all these major you know 2044 guns sure and like can take one shot will take like a whole leg off which yeah. is awesome okay. if that's the future then yay well she so, also had that leather suit for whatever purpose like, well, yeah that whatever. makes that makes your uh the bullet heart rate like a video game that it goes it goes way up oh, yeah. for your your kill factors or whatever she, hp is that what it's called she, okay. no, that's hit points yeah that's yeah. her energy yeah but that was apparently she foresaw this day coming so she had her leather suit made and she was just waiting for the right moment and this yeah. was it why not right yeah, yeah. So and it could be her last. So yeah. knowing that also, right. you got you got to go, got to go all the way, push it all in. <laughs> yeah. So she's taking Jason apart with his, with her guns and her kicks and everything. Yeah. And one shot took like half his head off. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, he's dead. Mm-hmm. You know, and we of course we all know better, but they yeah. didn't. Well, but Rowan did. She should have. She she should have. But she she bought into it too. Yeah. And then you point out something that we've been talking about. <laughs> The whole damn series, right. and I guarantee you, this was not intended by the screenwriter, right. but we have found it in every film, Chris. Pretty much, yeah. So, when after that happens, Jason's, the, what's left of Jason's body is kind of splattered and laying half on the, the chamber bed thing where they've been repairing all these people. The kid got his arm back. Uh, Rowan was brought back to life, basically, even though she didn't technically die, but yeah. they, they brought her back on this table. It's the nanobot bed, whatever, sure. that rebuilds people, science yeah. stuff. And so as he's laying there, you see this spark and this flicker, and a light turns on over here, and a light turns on over there, and then this panel of lights turns on, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Jason can control electricity. Yes. Because he controls the lightning and he controls the rain. Well, it started with the rain and then it moved on to electricity later. You evolve. Yeah, exactly. So it makes sense. Yeah. This this movie ties the whole series together. Yes. And now he's become a Marvel character. (laughs) Right, yeah. And then, so that leads us to Super Jason, which is when the nanobots, apparently it didn't do it for anyone else. But you can see on the computer screen, it's like, no more organic matter available or something, and it tries to cancel it, but the cancel was overridden. So Jason's, Jason's in that computer now. And not only do yeah, goes to the machine. Yeah. And not only do they not show the second half of the rebuilding, yeah. but they don't even show. Obviously, here's another budget cut. Hmm. They don't show the nanobots really making the beast. Not really. It's like they they want the money shot to be when he first walks up again. Yeah. But show a little something. I mean, yeah. don't show the face, maybe, because we all know how funny the face is. Yeah. 
But, you know, show a little bit. They didn't even do that. Like, no. did they really just, you have, it has to be 90 minutes. I, or maybe, we have no money. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure with that one. It may have been, it may have been time, budget, or it could have just been they didn't want to show anything at all until you see the full body. They didn't want to build, they did they wanted zero build up until you yeah, saw the full body. Yeah, you don't realize how much you didn't see until it's over. Yeah. But, so, Super Jason, appears and thought you were calling him weapon x <laughs> would yeah so jason x that's one of the things so when i was younger and when this came out it was like okay jason x and i wasn't putting it together I, w- I never counted the movies up to this point so when i realized that jason x was the 10th one i was like oh wow it makes sense jason x is 10 jason 10 it's the 10th movie that makes sense yeah. and i was like super happy when i figured that out and but <laughs> It was like, it wasn't quite the same moment of when you find out that Weapon X Wolverine is Weapon 10, you know, because that is a thing in the comics, like he was the 10th weapon. Yeah, I didn't know of, that. Yeah, but it's, so there's a parallel there, so, I don't know, I'm stretching, I just thought that sure. was funny. But what isn't a stretch is the freaking lightning, yeah. and all the electricity. Yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. I don't think anybody that's ever dived this deep down into the franchise, you might have made your own documentaries, but we found something that you you never did. Yeah. And if anything, this is what you get out of this particular series. Yeah, because he couldn't really realistically bring rain into the uh, spaceship, I wouldn't think. I mean, he probably could have figured out a way if it lasted longer. But I think it's interesting that the movie has gone from magic to science now. And it, like, ties it all together. So, is... That's the evolution of man. That's that's how we finally evolved. That's what this is. So, the the whole series makes sense. They knew what they were doing with this one. Because I was, yeah, even, like, going back to six, Tommy's reading books on the occult and things like that. And it leads up to the Necronomicon and the the Kandarian (laughs) dagger and everything in part nine and... Then in this one, it's it's all science. It's all it's the same, but it's explained. Although Jason doesn't. That's another thing I wanted to talk about. So Jason is established that he jumps from body to body in the previous movie, correct? Yes. And that worm so, thing that lives inside of him. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> and it, maybe it's a demon. Who knows? And the demon's in his head. We already established that in this yes. movie. Yes. And so at the beginning of this film. You have Jason in 2010-ish. He's locked up in the Crystal Lake uh, research facility. And he he looks a little different. We talked about the mask a little bit. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense because it's, like we said, completely different shape. But it still had the axe chop, the remnants <laughs> of it. Even though that mask got destroyed. Yeah. It still has a little notch for the axe. And it ha- even has the propeller this is, this chunks is, coming out of the bottom left of it. And that's stupid because yeah. this is supposed to be the Part 8 mask. Yeah, and this was after Part 9 where the mask had been eaten by the toxic waste from Part 8. Like it was Wait, no, Freddy has the mask. <laughs> Who knows? It's, it's, it's in freaking hell with so Freddy. Point is, it's a new mask, but it still has the battle scars of the old mask, which makes no sense. Does he have enough wherewithal to actually design it that way once he picks a new one up? He gets a new one up and he chops it and he, like, scrapes it up a little bit and he rubs it in the dirt before he puts it on. Perfect. It's like an animal that, like, (laughs) rubs his head on something new, you know? (laughs) But, so, my thing was, at the beginning of this movie, around and behind the mask, you see that Jason has hair in this movie. Not a whole lot, but he has hair. Yeah. 
and his head isn't bulbous like it was at the end of part nine and his eyes he doesn't even look like his eyes he just looks like a regular person behind there i'm chalking it down to the experiments they did on him because like you put enough electroshock therapy the the hair is gonna well i mean like how do they restore hair in real life? You talk, you see all those hair restoration commercials. Like they gotta be doing something. Like, like, Electric shock, oil. maybe. I don't think hair so. Hair will start coming out of your out of your bulbous crater head. <laughs> you put enough shit through, uh, you know, on somebody that hair's bound to start popping up at some point. I don't think that's how that works, and I hope I never go bald around you. That sounds like a dangerous. Well, I'm situation. not conducting those experiments. You're safe <laughs> with me. But, I'll just tell you to shave your head. Right. So I don't know. It's. I'm assuming that maybe he had jumped into a new body and that's how they kind of explain that away. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to connect these movies. Because sure. the writers obviously don't really care It's <laughs> so like, much. knock yourself out. They didn't try. <laughs> so, I'm assuming he jumped into another body, but then why didn't... Why? Like, if you can regenerate, then why does he have to do that? And can any piece of Jason regenerate? Or does it have to be around the heart? Or around his head? Or how does it? how does it work? I want to know. The heart knows what the head wants. I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's just there's so many questions. And so at the end of the movie, just let's just jump to the end. Yeah. So everything's blowing up. Brodsky didn't die. He, he's still alive. He, do, he doesn't die, apparently. He's probably still alive. Yeah, he's way too yeah. tough. Yeah, he's like the anti-Jason, I think, at this point. <laughs> yeah. And he ends up writing... Oh, another <laughs> reference. He ends up writing Jason, uh, Dr. Strangelove style, through the atmosphere of Earth 2. This is not the original Earth. This is some other planet somewhere else that they managed to get to by not traveling that far. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Whatever. In the course of... And time moves quick in this one. Apparently. Because they're like, we'll be there in 45 minutes. And oh, like, yeah. five minutes later in the film, yeah. the rescue ship shows up. I'm like, yeah. They explain it. They have hyperspace drives. Yeah, they can yeah. get anywhere sure. they want. It's, it's hyperspace. Okay. We, we built the hyperspace Definitely. thing. All right, so back to Dr. Strangelove. Yeah, but so he's riding Jason down through the atmosphere, Dr. Strangelove style, and they're all burning up in the <laughs> atmosphere. I don't see Brodsky die, so I'm not counting him as a death. Ooh. And uh, so my thing is, if Jason breaks up in the atmosphere, you know, there's there's an asteroid, and it, it goes to the atmosphere, and the meteorite explodes. Yeah, and it, shooting star style. Yeah, so we see things all... Like, people collect them. There's little pieces of them. Mm -hmm. So if Jason does that, do each of these pieces, like, regenerate? Like, are we going to have a bunch of different Jasons? Or does it have to be, like... T-1000, does he have to pull those pieces back together? See, that's your sequel. You should you should write that one. Because they haven't really... Uh, they, well, you know, of course, with the reboot, we're out of, yeah. we're out of that whole storyline. So we're yeah, assuming... We we're assuming... Back. I would have to assume that's it. I mean, because that means the only time any other Jason sequels could take place would be on Earth 2 in the year 2045 yeah, or whatever. Planet Jason now. Or is it 2444? Yeah, uh, 2455. Thank you. Okay, yeah. sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> but that that's where the next, that's where the sequels had to take place on yeah, this other Planet world. Jason. Yeah, yeah Planet with Jason. multiple Jasons. I'm I'm saying that because at the end of the movie, shooting star over the lake, and two kids are kissing by the lake, and yeah. they they see it, and it's Jason as he's and or and Brodsky as they're flying through the atmosphere, like. It landed in the lake or whatever it was. Let's go check it out. So they should yeah. let that guy play Jason. So like he, they kind of became they kind of meshed together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They melted together. Yeah, yeah. That way you can get a different actor to yeah, do it. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I helped. I do want to write that and like maybe make it a comic book. 
Yeah, because that's how it would have to. Because that's how you do sequels that won't get made is you make them into graphic novels. (laughs) That's what happens. I know. Ash versus Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, Body count 28, according to IMDb. Highest body count in the whole series. I don't know about that. I lost track. Not counting Andromeda or whatever the hell that thing was. Solaris. Solaris, thank you. Jason didn't really do that. That was was the pilot's fault. The pilot died and Jason killed the pilot. But Jason didn't run that ship into Solaris. Okay. So most people aren't his fault. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I lost count immediately because there's the the opening sequence where it's the soldier guys and... uh, the the mysterious man in the suit that goes with them and yeah he jason kills them all but i was like oh i already lost count because sure. i didn't see how many died one thing i didn't lose count of six breasts <laughs> all right and did four, you count did you count the uh, uh the the android breasts in it? not only did i count the android breasts <laughs> all the breasts in this film yeah. are technically not there they're technically all fake. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. All right. Space. The final <laughs> breast year. Uh, I don't know about that. You can write I'm working that. on it. Yeah. I'm workshopping. <laughs> we'll have a better one maybe at the end of the series. But uh, favorite favorite death, Chris? I'm going to go with... Uh, it's been my favorite probably for a long time. It's the frozen face smashed onto the counter. Early okay. On. I am going to go... This may be controversial. All right. I am going to go with... Brodsky. He didn't die. No, 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 no. I'm talking about I'm talking about them Oh the okay. end, the very end. Alright. You know why? <laughs> why? Because even in space, I would have never expected that in a Friday the thirteenth film. So when you can surprise me like what, that riding Jason through the atmosphere? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, on principle, that <laughs> yeah. is a, that's kind of freaking amazing. Yeah. It's ridiculous how they did that shot though, where Jason's coming at the window yeah. like Ah, yeah. it's gonna be like a Garfield, you know, right. thing, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> poof, yeah. he just like tackles him like Monty Brown, and right. uh, and then he's out of there, man. Like, I can't, I, I mean, of course, the ice, yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to I be different, you. yeah, yeah. But I would have never expected that in a million years. Yeah, it's it was pretty fun. great. I liked it. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's a lot to like about this movie if you enjoy stupid goofy like if you have no capability of building km in your real in a real life situation (laughs) then you will enjoy this otherwise it's probably too dumb for you it's yeah i mean there are way better even cheap sci-fi horror movies out there name one uh there's a bunch of them i'm kidding i know there's a ton (laughs) but if you wanted to see like so this didn't feel like a slasher movie to me i know there was a lot of people that there were a lot of people that got killed and it was a body count movie (laughs) leave it to you to not find a slasher genre in 28 deaths (laughs) well it's not because because for one we watched jason all the time and he was stealthy at times but like yeah what was was up with that yeah usually when jason's stealthy it's all pov or you don't see his face Jason was usually, except for maybe the latter movies, he was... He said the only movie the scriptwriter didn't rent was any of the Friday 13th right, movies. Exactly, right. <laughs> <laughs> but he's usually, whenever he's stealthy, you don't see him. And when you do see him, we've talked about it before, oh. he gets kind of clumsy and it's yeah. different. It's a different movie at that point. Mm-hmm. And this time you see him the entire time, so it's a different movie to me. It's a monster movie. It's not a slasher movie. Yeah. And if you want a good slasher movie in space, I would go with Sunshine. I think that's a fantastic Ooh. movie, and it really is a slasher. That's a to me. That's a that's one of the great. Even though there aren't many deaths until yeah. the end, 
That is one of the great gems of the last 10 years. Yeah. Sunshine, I recommend all yeah. the time. And if you and want... I, I was right about Chris Evans really early yeah, on. Yeah. I will take credit for that. Yeah. But so, like, where the previous... Mm, most of the previous movies have been slashers, for sure. This one is a sci-fi action monster movie, which is very different. Yeah. So, you have to... If you've never seen this movie before, and this... If this has somehow piqued your interest and you want to watch it, just that's what you're getting. You're because, getting. Yeah, we didn't really. We spoiled it, but we didn't spoil it yeah, in order. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to get lots of bullets, lots of. Some pretty good gore scenes, honestly. There yeah. were some decent deaths here and there. Yeah. And it's. But it's. Straight C- CG aside, I'm surprised how yeah. much I forgave it. Yeah, but it's straight ahead. Super cheesy monster movie. Sci fi <laughs> channel quality, yeah. I would say. A Doom reference was not lost on me. By yeah, the way. yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, yeah, we did favorite deaths. We did breasts. That, I think that's it done. for me. I'm done with Jason X. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so jazzed about the next two. I really am. I am too. Because we're in total popcorn mode after this, and yeah. it's all smooth sailing on the lake. I think this is a good transition to the rest of the the to Freddy versus Jason because this is silly and it's fun. And that's what Freddy vs. Jason is. It's silly and it's fun. Whereas yeah. Jason Goes to Hell was just frustrating and not put together very well. Yeah. I almost kind of wish it wasn't over after this. Like I said, there should already have been a sequel to the reboot. Yeah. So it's sad. Maybe I'll get to that later. <laughs> let's not end on a down note. Let's let's get happy again and talk about the things to come on the rest of the series. Three more parts to go, Chris. Yes. And it's all available on cnjradio.com. Which you can find my show, Rock Strikes 10, on there. My weekly rock and roll show. As well as a different kind of rock and roll show that's also very good. And calling it rock and roll is very limited. But the Synaptic Empire podcast. Featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative. If you like what you heard here on Last Theater on the Left, Chris also does written blog reviews for different kinds of films. Whatever he's feeling or whatever he sees at that point. Mostly within the 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 cult B or genre sure but but since it's it's, it's a wide net yeah but it's your net and you write about whatever you want that's what makes it awesome it's always a great read and also wrestling house show there's also written reviews for that on cnjradio.com and mucho podcasts coming soon for sure way more than even the body count in jason x (laughs) or all the fridays combined right and yeah so i am looking man i'm tired after this (laughs) yeah This this was this was a lot Yes. I think maybe yeah I like watching all these back to back to back because it's uh, it does give you a good sense because I didn't really care for this when I first saw it mm. but after this watch and especially after watching it so close to part 9 I'm like yeah I don't mind this movie so much yeah second like time I've ever seen it yeah I think so, me too I didn't watch it until I owned the box yeah so. I think the first time I saw it was on someone's laptop when I was supposed to be working <laughs> we had it like in the back somewhere and you would take turns going to the back and watching it. That's so 2001, Chris. Exactly. <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, tune in tomorrow for the part 11 of the series. We finally made it. We are up to Freddy vs. Jason. Hey, Freddy's back. Yeah. <laughs> so right. we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.